0: Shalom, everyone. It's time for ancient Jewish wisdom for a modern world that will change your thinking and change your life. Welcome to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruth Belechi. Shalom, everyone. This is Rabbi Brian. I'm so glad you've joined us again for another episode of the Dust of the Rabbi podcast. And we've had a really great season so far of 12 episodes Hope you've listened to all of them, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Audible, the iHeartRadio, and even our YouTube account. And so we are going to do something a little bit different. The last episode, number 12, we were talking about being a follower of The Way. So I thought we would even go a little deeper and take you through... The very discipleship program that I actually developed and wrote for developing believers, whether in a Christian setting or in the synagogue, and especially for our audience that's listening and watching online, I want you to know that whether you understand the Messiah as Jesus or you hear the name Yeshua, we're talking about the same rabbi of Galilee who traveled back and forth from the Galilee region, like Nazareth, all the way to Jerusalem for the feast days at the temple with his disciples, the one that kept Shabbat in the synagogue and taught his disciples the commandments that Moses gave Israel, we're talking about the same discipleship, whether in the Jewish world or the Christian world. Now, the information sometimes seems a little different, but the process and the steps are the same. And my job as your rabbi is to lead you in your next steps with becoming a disciple of Yeshua, disciple of Jesus, and making sure you're able to walk in His footsteps. And as the Mishnah says, "Pirkei Avot" says, "You can sit at the feet of this Torah scholar, get dusty from the dust of his feet, and drink in his words with thirst, because then you can be a follower of the way." So, what we're going to do is we're going to start a new season, episode number one of this season two, and we're going to look at what it means to become a disciple of Yeshua. But more specifically, become a follower. And so this is going to be really great as we jump in and take a look at all of the lessons we'll learn. Today, we'll talk about becoming a follower, how to become someone who's willingly honors and submits to the direction of a leader or a mentor. We'll also look at the next episode, episode two, on becoming a learner. Episode three will be becoming a giver. Episode number four will be becoming a lover of God and his people. Episode 5 will be Becoming a Worshipper, Man, that's going to be fun. Here's a really good one, Becoming a Intercessor. This is going to be fun for episode number 6, and then we're going to learn how to become an Overcomer in episode 7, Becoming a Fruit Bearer in episode 8, Becoming a Truth Seeker in episode 9, and then three more we're going to do. Episode 10, Becoming a Peacemaker, Episode 11, Becoming a Restorer, and Episode 12, Becoming a Disciple Maker. So for the next 12 episodes, for season 2, we are going to dive into the 12 steps. Yeah, I said it, 12 steps. 12 steps of what it means to become a disciple of Yeshua. And that's going to take us through 12 or more parables to learn the principles of what Jesus taught his disciples. And these parables, we found out, were comparisons, taking the Torah principle that is found in the Law of Moses and then applying it to everyday situations that people can relate to. And so I want you to know that these 12 disciples really inspired me to do it in 12 steps. So i want to show you a passage of scripture, what it means to actually be a disciple following Jesus or Yeshua, because we know he discipled by the dozen. <laughs> yeah, I said it disciple by the dozen. That means there's 12 young men that are being mentored by this rabbi. And I have a life group where I mentor at least 12, if not a few more, all in one season in a life group setting to where we can journey together. Because the only way for them to walk in my footsteps and follow me as I follow the Messiah is to be in a small setting where you can learn. It's just like Jesus in Luke chapter 2. He sat at the feet of the Torah scholars, the teachers, the scribes, and the Pharisees, and the leaders of Israel at the temple when he was age 12. Can you imagine? Again, there's that number 12 again, a perfect picture. Just like the 12 tribes of Israel, 12 disciples of Jesus, all in 12 steps we'll learn, or 12 episodes. Let me read you Matthew chapter 10 verse 2 through 4. It says, now the names of the twelve, how many? Twelve. Notice he calls them apostles. First, they were disciples first, but twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, and you might know him as the one called Peter. It says, Andrew, his brother. It says, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Two brothers that are the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebeus whose surname is Thaddeus or Thadeus; Simon the Canaanite, notice a different Simon than Simon Peter, and also Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. If you look at these disciples, you see this concentric set of circles all around Yeshua: an inner circle, a supporting circle, then a surrounding circle, and finally an outer circle. So when you think about the disciples by the dozen, who's in the inner circle? We've talked about it before. Peter, James, and John. You've got Simon, Peter, Shimon, Kipha. You've got James, who's really Jacob or Yaakov. You've got John, whose Hebrew name is Yohanan. And these are the three inner circle disciples. You can actually categorize a supporting circle around them, like Andrew, who found Peter, his brother, Philip, as well as Bartholomew who's also Nathaniel? Then I would put another three disciples in a surrounding circle, and that would be Matthew, who's also Levi. Maybe he's a Levite. So Matthew Halavi, Matityahu. And then we have Judas the Zealot, not the same as Judas Iscariot. And then Simon the Canaanite, not the same as Simon Peter. Finally, we have a last three in what we call the outer circle. And that's Thomas, that's James the Less, or the son of Alphaeus, And Judas Iscariot, that betraying accountant who was holding the money bags, the purse. So when you look at the disciples, there were twelve, but there's a few extra we should probably mention. Honorable mention here would be James, who's also Yaakov, Jacob, right? And we see that that is the brother of Yeshua. We have Jude, who's also a brother of Yeshua. You have Nicodemus, one of the chief Pharisees and teachers of Israel. You've got Joseph of Arimathea, wealthy disciple, part of the Sanhedrin, who also helped bury Yeshua and gave his burial spot for him to rise the third day. It was a loaned burial spot. And actually, if you go with us to Israel, you actually see the potential spot where he resurrected. It says he is risen on the inside of the door. And also, October 31st, we're going to immerse disciples in this same process. And then let's not forget Mary Magdalene. And I've actually been... To Magdala, where they found an ancient synagogue in this ruin of an ancient city where Mary Magdalene was from. So, when you talk about inner circle disciples, I want you to see the difference between someone who's on the inner circle and someone who's on the outer circle. Let me tell you, Peter is on the inner circle and Judas is on the outer circle. And if you break it down, think of this if you consider the first and last disciples, that's Simon Peter and then Judas Iscariot. And we have this list that we put them on called Disciples by the Dozen. We find out Simon Peter was introduced to Yeshua by who? His brother Andrew, who was officially the first follower of Jesus. Did you know that? That Andrew, seemingly the shy one of the two brothers, he is the first follower of Jesus. Protakleros, which means a first follower, the first one who is. Been called to follow the master. So it says while Judas was the only disciple that didn't become an apostle and dropped out of the running prematurely, what really was the defining mark of discipleship for Peter versus Judas? What caused Peter to become the rock or a building block in God's kingdom? And yet here, Judas didn't even become an apostle because he dropped out of the running. Meaning, before he could start his apostolic ministry, from follower to disciple to apostle, he committed suicide, took his life because he had betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Didn't they both betray Yeshua in their own way? Now, if you really look at this and think about this, Simon, whose name means what? Hearing. It's like the famous Hebrew dictum or commandment or blessing or prayer Deuteronomy 6 4 through 9. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. So the word shimon actually is like shma, means to hear. So his name means hearing, and often he spoke out of turn, means actually that you're probably speaking more and hearing less. He needed to listen more and speak less sometimes. This disciple was not only a skilled fisherman, but was considered by many scholars and biblical historians to be the head of the fishing industry in the Galilee, at least the head of this team of disciples that would soon follow Jesus. If you think about also when Yeshua was crucified and thought by all of his followers to be dead in the grave, this leading disciple declined on defending his faith and claimed that he never knew the Messiah or never knew Jesus, Yeshua. But then consider Judas. Judas, on the other hand, traveled with Yeshua same amount of time, experience a different walk of faith that led to failure. Sadly, some people walking with us don't continue with us. And they fail in their faith and they don't get back up again. Judas was one of those disciples that fell and couldn't get back up. And then he took a big fall when he actually took his life and his complete innards were gushed out because he took his life and fell upon a rock and completely died, sadly enough, because he didn't have a total faith in Yeshua. Now, if you think about this, Peter is the one that actually denies him three times, says, Could it be that the closer we strive to be in the inner circle of Messiah, the easier it is to recover after betrayal and become the apostle that the master can commission and send out on his mission apostolically? Think about this. Judas took his life. Peter denied him three times, but was given a second chance. And the beautiful thing about this is one of the things that made Peter different from Judas is that there was a relationship that Yeshua, even at Passover, at the Last Supper, he says, Satan wants to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith wouldn't fail. And then he tells him when he's encouraging him after he had betrayed him three times, even though Satan wanted to sift him like wheat, Jesus prayed for him that he wouldn't fail in his faith. And he says, when you are strengthened, go strengthen your brothers. When you recover from this, in other words, because even if you've fallen today, you can get back up and still get in step with the master and follow in his footsteps think about even this quote here. A disciple's spiritual life becomes successful when his daily walk is led by the footsteps of the Messiah. You know, 1 John 2, 3 through 6 tells us we should walk as he walked. As it says also in 1 Peter two twenty one that Messiah suffered, but he left us an example that we might follow in his footsteps. I'm going to tell you, some of you really need to pick back up again. Not be Judas, but be like Peter. You make mistakes, get back up. You got to keep focused, right? You got to keep moving. You got to keep current and you need to keep communicating. If someone's leading you like myself, just let me know I'm going too fast. I'm going too slow. I need to give you more focused attention on some of your questions. Maybe there's something you want to learn. Maybe getting with your mentor, your leader, your life coach, your pastor, your rabbi, and letting them know what you're really feeling is going to help you remain a follower of Jesus. I like this quote by John Ortberg that says, The decision to grow always involves a choice between risk and comfort. This means that to be a follower of Yeshua, you must renounce comfort as the ultimate value of your life. Are you comfortable where you're at? Maybe it's time to leave the comfort zone and take some sacrifice and some surrender and submission to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Here's another quote by Rick Joyner. He says, there is no success without sacrifice. He says, if you succeed without sacrifice, it's because someone has suffered before you. And if you sacrifice without success, it is because someone will succeed after. Do you understand that someone sacrificed for you to be successful? And we can start with Jesus. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice so that we can walk in his footsteps. Now, I want to tell you specifically that this is what we call the Great Commission. And I want you to know that Jesus wanted us to know that he had all authority. He wanted us to disciple nations, which meant immerse them or baptize in living water, but also, this authority came from the Father in the Hebrew Scriptures or Older Testament. It came from the Son who had disciples. And it came through the Holy Spirit that through those disciples, as apostles, had the authority or in His name, they had the power to baptize other disciples because disciples make disciples. And the way you're going to disciple them is first baptize them and then teach them. Man, I baptized my daughter a few years ago during the pandemic. We went right out to the jacuzzi. It was a cool pool. It wasn't hot. I hadn't turned on the jacuzzi yet, but it was just perfect for me to see her go in the water, die to her old self, come out of that water, just like in a Jewish mikveh or in a Christian baptismal pool and say yes to her new journey. And now a 15 year old girl who's going to high school, ma'am, does she ever need to keep walking the footsteps of Jesus? Why? Because around us is so many influences that keep us from following Jesus' voice. As a shepherd speaks to his sheep and the sheep hear his voice. But more importantly, that we continue to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Even when Jesus ascended, he said, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. And that voice of the Spirit is the voice of the Son, who is Jesus, and the voice of the Father, who is speaking through his Son and through the power of the Holy Spirit, through people like myself and others who are becoming disciple makers. Remember that the concept of a disciple means in Isaiah 8:16 that there's a sealed Torah that's only revealed to disciples. And that disciples as it says in Matthew 10:24 are not above their teacher or their master. I love the way Luke writes it. He says a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. Remember, to follow in the footsteps of the Messiah is to then progress to becoming a learner so that you can learn how to be a disciplined one and be like Yeshua, conformed to the image of your rabbi, your teacher. In this case, he's the Messiah. And the word for a disciple in English comes from disciplined one. In Hebrew, I love the word talmid from lamad, to learn. To learn and to emulate the rabbi that's teaching you. Then the Greek translation of that Hebrew term, mathitis, sounds like a mathematician, someone who's very strong and scholarly in the arts and academics, especially in math, in the Greek world. But if you relate that to being a disciple of Jesus, there's even a mathematical or methodical way that Jesus taught them parables, broke the parables down in simple illustration and instruction and metaphor and hyperbole and all the things that you could see in comparisons between what the Torah says and how people live in everyday life. Jesus was the type of teacher that led his disciples step by step. And then finally, from the Latin, discipulus, we actually get the concept to be disciplined. That means we can be not only taught, but trained, corrected, molded in our mental faculties, as well as in our character as a disciple. You know I really feel that we're lacking in this world? We have a lot of Christians, Catholics, Baptists, Methodists, Episcopalians, Lutherans, Mennonites, we have all kinds of expressions, Pentecostals, Charismatics, but you know what? What we're missing So we're missing disciples, people that allow God through the Holy Spirit and through those mentors in our life, those disciple makers, help us in the mental faculties of learning to use the brain God gave us, use our heart to receive the Word of God, but also mold our character. Our character has to be molded. If you're going to follow, might as well follow all the way and let it change your life. Let these principles change your life. You see, these disciples, they went from followers to disciples and then apostles. A follower is a submissive one. A disciple is a disciplined one. And an apostle is a sinner. I don't know where God's sending you. I don't know what you're looking for in your life, but I know just like Andrew found Peter, there's someone that we have to emulate. And I believe the best one to follow is one that led by example. It was a leader that led by example. That's Jesus, Yeshua. Let me read you a verse of scripture. I love this verse, Matthew 4, 18 through 20. It says, And Jesus was walking on the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother. Now, if you remember, Peter learned about Jesus or Yeshua from Andrew. But now they're both walking on the Sea of Galilee and they get to meet him together. It says they were casting nets into the sea for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. What did they do? They immediately left their nets, dropped them right where they were at, and they followed him. You see, to really lean in on what verse 19 is saying in Matthew chapter 4, if you follow him, you got to commit to be disciples if you let him make you, he's going to commit to make you his disciple or disciple you. And then the outcome is, if you become a fisher of men, then you're committed to disciple others. I want to be like Andrew. Even though Andrew doesn't get a lot of acclaim by some, he's the perfect example of a follower. Andreas actually means someone who would be manly in the Greek. But this follower who was a Jew, probably influenced by the Diaspora of that time, a lot of influences at the Sea of Galilee, a lot of Gentiles living there. He acquires his name, Andreas, or Andrew. And he is really the first follower. He is Protokletos, which means he is the first one called to be a disciple. And when we think about this young man, Andrew Barjona, Andreas Barjona, not, we see he is the brother of Simon Barjona. Simon, the son of Jonah. And both of these young men are fishermen. And Yeshua could say to them, you are going to be fishers of men. Now, if you think about John one thirty five, we found out that Andrew is the first one because it says, and again the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. They watched Yeshua walking by. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Yeshua. Yeshua turned around and saw them following. He said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which is translated what? Teacher, where are you staying? Verse 39 says, Come and see, Yeshua tells them. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they spent the day with him. It was the tenth hour. And it says, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John speak and followed Yeshua. First, he finds his own brother, Simon, and tells him, We have found the Messiah, translated, the Anointed One. See, even though we see this passage in Matthew 4, 18-20, that the two of these brothers, Andrew and Simon, meet him together, we already know that before they physically met him together, he had already shared with Simon Peter that he had found the Messiah. So when they actually met him on the Sea of Galilee, it was almost a confirmation. The same one that I told you about, here he is. And that's when they got the famous command of, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. As I bring this thought to a close today, I hope today you are becoming a follower of Yeshua. I hope you will be like an Andrew who will follow. In fact, another great rabbi of the day was Paul the Apostle, Saul of Tarsus who met Jesus on the road to Damascus after his resurrection and Jesus appeared to him. And this is what he became, a disciple maker as a follower of the way. We talked about it last week in episode number 12 of our first season. If you look at this passage in Ephesians 5.1, Paul, the apostle, this new rabbi and Pharisee who's now following Yeshua, he said, you should be imitators of God, which means copy him and follow his example as well beloved children imitate their father. But also in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, he says, so imitate me, watch my ways and follow my example just as I too always seek to imitate the anointed one. You see, becoming a follower of Jesus means to follow the example of someone. As Paul said in 1 Thessalonians one 6 you you've become followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction and joy of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Timothy 3.10, I love the Passion Translation, it says, but you, Timothy, have closely followed my example and the truth that I've imparted to you. You have modeled your life after the love and endurance I've demonstrated in my ministry by not giving up. For the next couple of minutes, I want to just speak to someone who feels like they have failed. You feel like Judas. You have given up. Trust me, you don't have to give up. You don't have to forget about the teachings that you've learned as a child or the struggles you had as a teenager or who you've become as an adult, even though there's mistakes, even though there's regrets, I know you've made mistakes. I know you've done things you wish you could take back. We all have. We've all done things that we wish you could take back. But this podcast, The Dust to the Rabbi, is about downloading ancient Jewish wisdom. And if you will realize that Jesus picked 12 men, six of them fishermen, a tax collector who was hated by the Jewish community, and a bunch of zealots and others that were just willing to follow him then you will understand that Jesus picks people from every facet of life to follow in his footsteps, to be his messianic leadership in this generation, to raise up the millennials to even know there's a millennium of the messianic reign of the kingdom of God coming and the signs of the times are all around us. Don't quit on God. Don't drop your faith. Drop your net, but don't drop your faith. Drop your excuses, but don't drop your faith. Hold on. Be a Peter who could recover after betrayal. And don't be like Judas who committed suicide. Maybe Judas was battling mental health issues. Trust me, if you will pick up your net to fish for people, the way fishermen fish for fish, Jesus will show you exactly what sea to go to, what side of the boat to cast your net, what spear or hook you'll need in shallow waters, or what drag net you'll need between boats. Man, you will become a fisher of men. You will become a disciple maker if you don't quit and give up. Because if God disciples you, trust me, you can disciple someone else. Man, this has been a great episode. Becoming a follower. Not just a follower of the way as they did in Jesus' day, but a follower today. And this is the way of the master, the Messiah. This is the way of the rabbi. This is the dust of the rabbi that you can get dusty with. As you continue to listen, come on our next episodes, like episode number two of season two, we're going to look at becoming a learner. Boy, you're going to learn how you learn, but you're going to also learn how other people teach and their teaching style as you really embrace your own personal learning style. Love you. It's been great. Wonderful being with you. I'll see you next time. Lehi Shalom, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow us for more episodes as you rate and review the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom. Lehitrot. See you next time.